0: What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another segment of Meninge Trois. I'm your hostess, Keeks, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast. You guys, what's up? I know I said that a lot in the beginning, but you know I always like to greet y'all first. Hopefully everything has been going great. Everyone has been having an amazing year. We have come to the end of the first month of 2019, how do that make y'all feel hopefully that makes y'all feel great hopefully you all have accomplished something or some things this month hopefully everyone is still being persistent in their um you know new year resolutions if you haven't no comment but anywho what's up i hope everything has been well and been going great things have been going good on my end um I've been spending a lot of time reflecting and thinking because I feel like I'm in a growing phase right now. I feel like a lot of things are changing for me and, you know, whenever there comes to a new level of progression in your life, things about you have to change as well. So, you know, I'm trying to start some new habits, trying to get back into working out, telling y'all I worked out today and it kicked my ass. Um, But other than that, you know, your girl been good. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and announce some um, formalities for you guys. Because I definitely got some things I've been working on. I got some, you know, go ahead and give to y'all. Because, you know, I love y'all and I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. So, I want to give something back to you guys. I, um, I'm working on some ambassador kind of stuff, you know, where you do a little bit of promo for some you get a little, for somebody you get a little discount you know what I'm saying so I'm working on that it's gonna be coming soon just getting a little crossing my T's and dotting my eyes with that. Also, next month y'all literally next week I'm coming with the heat. In celebration of Black History Month, I will be doing a collaboration series with one of my great friends, and we're going to be talking about a a variety of topics and issues that affect the black community. And when I tell y'all I'm so excited about this, like I'm so excited I get nervous because I've been planning this and I've been thinking about this for a while, so to finally see it come to fruition, it got me like, ah! But yeah, y'all, I'm telling y'all, all of February, I'm coming with the knowledge I'm coming with the tools. I'm coming with the education and the information. So definitely look forward to that. Another announcement. We have a Facebook page. It's still undergoing some construction. You know what I'm saying? I got to put the cover art and everything up. But if you are on Facebook, feel free to like our Facebook page, at Meninjaitwa. And share, 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 and be sure to follow, 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 because we now have three social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, and now Facebook. Follow, 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 at Meninjaitwa. My final announcement is just to let you all know, again, that I have joined another podcasting team, S-F-A Charlotte, S.F.A. Dot Charlotte, and you can find our episodes available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Castbox, Pocket cast Overcast, and Radio Public. Make sure y'all tune into that podcast. I promise you, y'all gonna love that one. We just released our second episode yesterday, talking about generational gap, filling a generational gap between the older generation and the newer generation. So make sure y'all check that out. But so far as my formalities and announcements, that's all I have for you guys. I'm going to go ahead, you know, get started with the material. Um, so like I was saying, I've been doing a lot of reflecting, a lot of thinking and praying. And I really do feel some things changing within me and some things changing for me this year. And one thing about change is that if you want things to change, you have to change as well. So that's, some, that's something I've been working on and trying to change some things about myself. And I like to believe that within each day that I live, that I'm a better version of myself. You know, the woman that I am today is better than the woman I was yesterday. And better than the woman I was last week or last year. You know, so on and so forth. And, and doing my reflecting and writing and thinking... There was one message that just kept coming to me. And I was trying to, you know, ignore it or whatever, but I couldn't. It just kept bothering my spirit. So I'm like, all right, well, obviously the Lord wants to talk to me about some things. So what's up? And that's what pretty much inspired me to make this episode. Because there were some things I wanted to talk to you all about and share some things pertaining to myself. And also, hopefully this information will help you all to... Have a reflective moment. I just want to say that's what I seek to have when releasing and sharing my material. I'm hoping that in sharing things about myself that I can inspire you all to reflect and to dig deeper into yourself so you can try to see how the topics that I discuss, how those things compare to your life or how do those things impact you as an individual person, as your own person. Your situations may not be exactly the same as mine, but still, you know, some valuable lessons that we can learn. So that's what I'm hoping to, sh- uh, hoping to bring to you all and sharing this material, because there have been some behaviors that I found myself doing, and I became inspired to confront them because I see that they are affecting the relationships that I have with people that I really care about. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get started. Alrighty, so these behaviors that I'm talking about, they're unhealthy, and I did associate them as being toxic, but I had a conversation with one of my great brothers yesterday and talking about toxicity and toxic behaviors and really trying to define what that means when something is toxic and he was basically telling me you know everyone throw, likes to throw the term around but sometimes it's not toxic it's not knowing you know so before I even get into that I just want to co- go ahead and give you all a little story because you know I feel like stories kind of help you all give some kind of background and build the context you know so here we go um Well actually I'm sorry I keep going back and forth But before I get into my story I just want to give you know a little uh, A little spiel When you Are being you You're just doing you The best way you know how You're not always conscious Of your actions Cause sometimes we do things unconsciously You don't always think When you behave Sometimes you just do And you may not, with that being said, you may not always be aware of how your actions affect people until they say something and they bring it to your attention. So basically, I had a situation like this where, you know, I was doing some things and the things that I was doing was brought to my attention by someone very, very close to me and I really, really care about this person and... I really do value cherish and appreciate the relationship that we have and I don't want to lose it I really don't want to lose it so I had to do some self-checking within myself so I'm gonna go ahead you know give y'all this story whatever so I'm talking to someone you know where you I guess you can say we're dating or whatever um, and I really really like this person I really 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 like this person and one thing I've noticed that can be an um a issue for us sometimes is our communication. Now, this person that I'm talking about, I feel like they have great communication. I definitely feel like their communication is a lot better than my own, you know. They're very well at being verbal when something is bothering them and they are very they do a great job in um not like in communicating how they feel without making me feel like I'm being attacked and I know that can be hard for me sometimes because I'm not the best at receiving criticism I can be completely honest in saying I'm not the best at receiving criticism and I know I can be very stubborn so Because I really do care about this person, I really do cherish and appreciate the relationship that we have, you know, I don't like hurting this person. So when he tells me that something is bothering him, I really do try to listen and, you know, stop being stubborn, you know, push my pride to the side and really just listen. Sometimes it's one of those things to where it's like, okay, well, there was a miscommunication. Sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I didn't communicate enough. Or, you know, we didn't communicate enough. But a lot of times, I've noticed it's me not communicating in the best ways that I can. And I've always struggled with communicating. Because I'm not a verbal communicator. I, I contain my emotions and I don't verbally communicate how I feel. And there's reasons behind it. I'm going to get into all that, you know, later on. But usually when something is bothering me, I isolate myself and I become really quiet. I don't like to talk. And I try to place myself in a position so I can identify what's bothering me so I can cope with it. And I've been doing this for a really long time. I'm 23 years old. I've been doing this for 23 years. So, you know, me doing that, I didn't notice how much it can bother people around me because it's like, when something's bothering me, that's, that's all that I'm focused on in that moment. This is bothering me. Okay, well, let me go ahead, take my time, you know, to myself so I can figure this out. But I'm not always conscious or thinking about how it impacts those around me, you know? How it impacts my sisters, how it impacts my friends and my parents, my siblings, you know, things like that. So in me talking with this person... He basically expressed to me, you know, that he notices that that is something that I do and he wants to help me when I'm going through something. He doesn't like when I run away or I, you know, I really do put myself in a corner so I can deal with it by myself because he's like, you know, I want to be here for you and I want to help you. But I can't help you if you don't let me help you. And I know that that is something that I do because, again, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And when I'm stressed or something is bothering me, that's just how I behave. Sometimes it's not even the fact that something is bothering me or that I'm stressed. Sometimes I just want alone time. And I'm a person that needs her alone time when I don't get my alone time damn it my attitude changes I'm irritated I'm annoyed I'm frustrated the whole nine but again you know in me reflecting and us talking and me writing about it I really did have to come face to face with my own communication issues because again I noticed that I'm not verbal in communicating my sister has told me this before you know I don't always know what's going on with you Because you don't tell me about it And again you know There's reason behind There's reasonings behind that So in my writing and in my reflections I chose to Identify my unhealthy behaviors So I can try to figure out Okay what birthed These kinds of behaviors Because I feel like It's one thing to acknowledge When you're doing something But you should also take it another step further by investigating where did you pick up that behavior? Where did it, be, where did it develop? And I definitely, definitely, um, some things were revealed to me in writing and in my reflection. So I wanted to share those things with you, but that's pretty much my story. I don't know if, you know, just want to let y'all know. So. I decided to go ahead and list my unhealthy habits in addition to explaining why I developed those habits. So I numbered my unhealthy habits and then I also have like sub bullet points for, you know, each number. So my first unhealthy habit I have is me isolating myself when going through something. Because whenever I'm going through something, I like to deal with it. I'm not going to even say that I like to deal with it by myself, but I like to isolate myself so I can deal with it alone. Because it can be one of those things where it's like, I just need to figure this out. I just need to figure this out. I need to figure this out on my own. And maybe it's one of those things to where... I've picked up that behavior because I've seen my mom doing that. My mom was a single parent and a lot of times when she was going through something, she either dealt with it by herself or she had her sister to help her. I have siblings. Um, my youngest brother, he's 11. But you know, I didn't have him growing up. And my other siblings were not really close. So... I really didn't have, you know, that sister that my mom had. You know, I had a cousin that I was very, very close with growing up, but we are not even half as close as we used to be. So for a long time, I, I, was un, I, was conditioned to, I was conditioned to take on things by myself because that's what my mom did. And my mom is a very, very strong woman. She's been through a lot of things. She's seen a lot of things. She's experienced a lot of things. And I have very high respect for my mom. She's that independent woman, you know. And one thing about being an independent woman is that you are independent. You do things on your own. But when you have people that are trying to help you. It's hard to allow them to assist you because you're so you're conditioned to just be independent and deal with it by yourself. So it's hard for you to receive help because you're not used to receiving help. Now, it's another thing if you have people that are trying to help you and you're not accepting that you're not being receptive to that you're not taking their help. You're choosing to remain independent and figure it out on your own. If you continue to do that, then maybe that is toxic. Because someone is trying to help you and trying to help, you know, take some of the relief and some of the stress off of you. But again, you're choosing to remain in a place where you want to take it all on your own. But you know, now that I say that out loud, maybe that's not toxic. I don't even want to use that word anymore. You know, I kind of want to do my own research and investigate it. But that's that's my take on me isolating myself when going through something. My father, you know, he was... He was present, but he wasn't the type of father that believed too much in quality time. You know, we'll he'll get me and my siblings together every once in a while. You know, we'll go out to eat or sometimes I'll hang out with them. But my dad was never one of those people to where he was a verbal communicator. I never felt comfortable enough around him to talk to him about anything. So I really didn't have anybody I felt comfortable enough to share my burdens with when going through something. So for that reason, when I do go through something, I isolate myself because I'm like, okay, well, I got to figure this out on my own. You know, at the end of the day, it's me. Let me figure this out for me. Kind of a thing. Number two, not communicating when something is bothering me. Again, I i Am not a verbal communicator And that's something I'm working on Because I want to be a verbal communicator I'm a great public speaker It's not that I'm not capable of doing it It's just not something I have been It's not something I'm used to doing When I'm bothered, annoyed, or stressed out Again, I isolate myself so I can deal with these things alone and I want to mention that being stressed, being annoyed, and being bothered, they are all different things. So I'm kind of going to go into, you know, my own explanations of each of those. When I'm stressed out, that basically means that some things, some, some things are not working out. Whether that's financially, emotionally, or mentally. When I become stressed, I become very frustrated and upset because things are not working out and it doesn't seem like things are working in my favor and I'm just trying to figure out how to cope and make it out of the stressful situation when I'm annoyed that's pretty much just me being annoyed by people (laughs) because people sometimes get on my nerves in working and encountering in working and encountering people and being around people between four to five days out of the week. I be needing time to be alone. And I wanna I really do wanna go through I'm gonna explain this very, very thoroughly so people can understand how Kira thinks and essentially so you all can better understand me. And being alone, I enjoy silence. And I enjoy having the freedom of being able to do whatever it is I want to do with my time. Whether that's sleeping in, writing, reflecting, praying, exercising, crying, whatever I want to do. I enjoy having the freedom to do that whenever I want to do that. And a lot of people, a lot of people can desire my time. And sometimes it's at times when I don't want to give it. Sometimes it's scenarios like I've been at work dealing with people and that time, that within itself is more than enough. So, you know, when I come home, I just kind of, you know, sometimes, I mean, you know, I come home, I'll chop it up with my sisters or, you know, I'm caking on the phone and whatnot. And I'll do that, you know, for a few days out of the week. But sometimes I just be wanting moments to just kind of be by myself. I be wanting times to write because I feel so mentally overwhelmed from staring at computer screens all day and arguing with people it's it's a lot on my brain so sometimes I don't have the energy to have what may seem to be a simple conversation with someone because I just have so much going on within me I just need I need a moment to just kind of mute things out and I've noticed that Sometimes when I make requests or I have demands for my time alone, people take it personally. And I, I, don't, I don't want anyone to take it personal. It's not me saying that I don't want to talk to you or I don't like you or anything like that. It's really just me needing, you know, some time to be by myself. So one of the things I struggle with is trying to fit people in where I can. Because I have so many different kinds of relationships. You know, friendships, my sisters, my family, you know, family period, co-workers, like there's so many different kind of relationships that you have. And... And those more interpersonal relationships, those are the ones where it can be really challenging for me to try to divvy up my time. Because everybody tends to want Kiera time at the same time. You know, everybody calling me at the same time. Everybody texting me at the same time. Everybody FaceTiming me at the same time. I done had three missed FaceTime calls and I'm only on the phone. You know, like, it's a lot to try to divvy it up. And I don't like to try to make it seem like I'm rushing people off the phone or I'm trying to hurry up and give you your time so I can hurry up and get to the next person, get them their time, hurry up and get to the next person, get them their time, hurry up and, you know, finish giving them their time so I can then have my time. And this is, this is honestly something I've struggled with for a long time because I'm always trying to give people their time. I'm always trying to spend time with everybody so that we can all have healthy and balanced relationships. But in always making time for everybody else, it is so damn hard for me to have time for myself. Because everybody want their piece piece of keeks. Everybody want their piece of keeks. And by the time I sit up here and divvy up all the pieces, I'm like, damn, where's my piece? I didn't even get a piece of me. I done gave you a piece, you a piece, you a piece, them a piece. I got to give my job a piece, you know. I, I, I don't have a piece for me. And when I don't have my piece for me, my attitude changes. I'm irritated. I'm upset because I'm like, damn it, I just need some time for me. I need some time to t- just just to, you know, to bask in my own energy and that may sound self-centered or selfish or whatever but I feel like everybody needs their me time period sometimes you get so used to being around people you don't know what it's like to be alone you don't know what it's like to have your alone time and damn it I appreciate my alone I need my alone time because without my alone time it's hard for me to socialize with people but I just want to explain it because I don't think people understand my need for a long time. And not even just my need for a long time. I don't think people understand how hard it is for me to try to divvy up my time for all the relationships I have. And still save time for myself. And balance work. And balance entrepreneurship. And balance men and and ba- You know there's so many things that demand your time and trying to manage it in a way so that everybody can have their peace even me and my projects it's really tough and it's like I'm trying I give people their time the best way I know how and I know I'm not perfect you know But I just want to reiterate the challenge that comes with that. Because it's hard. It is so damn hard. And Lord forbid somebody make a comment asking for more time. Then I really am bothered because I'm like, damn it, I'm trying. I'm trying. This is really hard. I'm trying. I'm giving you all I got the best way I know how. You asking for more time basically means I'm going to have less time for me now. And I really do value the relationships that I have. So, you know, in having so many different relationships, there comes responsibilities. And I don't want anyone to feel like I'm neglecting them or that I don't care about them because, you know, I'm not making time for them. Sometimes, uh, even saying that sounds wrong, but sometimes knowing how to make time is tough because it's like... I make time for you then I take time away from me again which is understandable but being a reflective person which I am I feel like I need a little bit more alone time than people may know and understand because in reflecting I'm writing I'm thinking I'm marinating. I'm just basking in this energy, paying attention to every little thing that comes to me. My thoughts, my emotions, everything. And it's hard to do that when your aura is being bombarded with so many different conversations. If your phone is going off all the time, you know, it's hard to pay attention if it's always being interrupted. That was um, me, you know, being annoyed. <laughs> me being bothered. Basically, something is bothering me and I have a desire to deal with it alone because, again, that's how I was raised, to deal with my issues. Growing up, I didn't have a relationship with my mother in which I was comfortable with talking to her about anything. Anytime something went on within my personal life or anytime something was bothering me, I turned to my journal. My journal was my go-to for communicating. I wrote everything. And I wrote about everything. And my mom also would tell me, you know, how she didn't like that and how that would... Um, how that affected her because, you know, she wanted me to talk to her and she wanted me to communicate with her, but I was so afraid in being, in verbally communicating with her because I was afraid of upsetting her. I was afraid of hurting her. I was afraid of what her reaction was going to be because my mom You know, sometimes when she gets mad, she's livid. And I don't like seeing my mom upset. So if I can refrain from seeing my mom upset, then I will do whatever is necessary for me to do so I can escape that. So I wrote. And I wouldn't talk to her or anyone. I wouldn't tell anyone about anything that was bothering me until the situation passed. So, you know, a situation can happen. I'm dealing with it by myself, let's say two, three months later. Oh, yeah, this happened. That happened. Well, when the hell did that happen? Oh, like three months ago. Well, why the hell didn't you tell me? Uh, it's not. Th- no, you can't. You can't do that. Tell me. <laughs> My sister doesn't like when I do that either. We actually were just talking about this last week. And if you're listening to this, I want to let you know that I'm trying to be a more verbal communicator. Because again, I haven't always been a verbal communicator. I've been nonverbal in writing. That was my primary way of communicating and getting my point across. But I do want to be a verbal communicator and I'm trying. It may take me a little while, but I really am trying. Number three, because that was all part of number two, striving for perfection, another unhealthy habit I have. Being a perfectionist is very unhealthy because perfection is unreal. In my defense, I will also say that this is something that I learned at a young age, um, because I contained everything I felt and I was afraid of being criticized, judged, or shunned for some of the things that I did. So in striving per- for perfection, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with the criticism. And maybe this also has something to do with, you know, me growing up, you know, I was always known as being the smart girl, you know, the nerdy one, really intelligent. I was in spelling bees and uh, science fairs and all of that kind of stuff. So I didn't want to break that good girl, innocent girl image. I wanted to be that perfect student. That got straight A's. That went to class. That was on her best behavior. That excelled in everything she did, whether if it was educational, recreational, sports. I didn't want to stain that because it was it was so much pressure that I felt in being that because my mom didn't accept anything other than that in doing homework that my teachers gave me my mom would give me her own homework i'm writing book reports i'm writing in cursive i'm just writing like there was my mom drilled me so hard when it came to school so and a lot of times i would say that's where my like you know me trying to be perfect uh pertain to you know first it was school you know getting good grades and getting all the awards and everything like that and then it's like that kind of crossed into my personal life you know um and really just trying to hold on to my innocence for as long as I can but sometimes you want to break out of that and then when you break out of that what is wrong with you why are you doing this And it kind of made me feel like I couldn't break out of that image because when I did, then something's wrong with me. Then I'm the bad person and, you know, I'm the bad kid and that's not something I wanted to be because, again, that's not something I was trying to be. So, and I would... mm. I wouldn't say I'm too much of a perfectionist now. Maybe I am. It's just really hard for me to tell with me not being in school. um, And me working. I just try to do my job exceptionally well the best way I know how. And really, I try to carry that demeanor in everything that I do. I try to keep my integrity and stay genuine. And... I know sometimes people do make comments like, oh, you're just a goody two-shoes. And, oh, you just don't do this. Oh, you just, you know, like, that stuff doesn't really bother me anymore. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, I know I'm remaining genuine. And that's all that matters. All that little side talk, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) That doesn't bother me. But sometimes it is hard to... It is hard to try to keep that up Because then it's like When you start failing at that You feel bad You feel like you're failing When really You're just being human Because no human is perfect And we all make mistakes There's no guide to how to live life You just do it And I am conscious of that I know that (laughs) It's just that I forget that sometimes. But again, that's something that I'm working on because it's very unhealthy. Number 4. Succumbing to the yeses of others when I've said no. Oh, man. This just saying this, it makes me think of it makes me think of so many scenarios in my life where I've said no or I felt myself saying no about something, but I just did it anyway because I was trying to satisfy another person. And basically, that's what that means. Like me knowing my answer is no and knowing that I don't want to do this. This makes me uncomfortable. I don't like this. But. I'm going to go ahead and do this because this is going to make the other person feel better. This has seriously impacted so many of my relationships. And not just not just my intimate relationships, my friendships too. And I feel like all of these things, like just seeing how they all blend together is so strange, but... One thing about this particular trait is that I've noticed that it's manifested in different ways between men and women. Again, I feel like this was something I learned at a young age, you know, in some of the experiences I've had with both men and women. But I can definitely say that within those experiences, the patterns and how they manifest and how those situations play out, they tend to be similar, so I'm going to go ahead and explain like how the situation usually plays out with females compared to how it plays out with males. So here we go. When it comes to me succumbing to the yeses of others, when I've said no and how that impacted my relationships with other women, I've noticed that when I would say no about something, um, other women would usually call me selfish or tell me I'm not a real friend or just really just give me a hard time and be upset with me because I said no and again I don't always I don't receive criticism well so if it's coming from someone I really care about I'm like man I really don't want to upset this person I really don't want to offend this person I really don't want to hurt this person let me just go ahead and do this you know because I know this is going to help them to feel better And again, that's unhealthy because it's like if you're always trying to be trying to satisfy another person, you're always going to be the person that's going to be left unsatisfied. And a lot of times that's how it was. I've had some very unhealthy friendships. A lot of times I'm at home crying alone in my pillow because I'm frustrated about something because this is bothering me. But damn it. I know this is bothering me, but damn it. Like. And me expressing that this is bothering me, I don't want to lose this friend, and I value friendship so much. And when I was younger, I valued friendship so much. I didn't want to lose friends. I like being able to have friends because I was the only child for a long time, so being able to have so many different people I can socialize with, it's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is awesome, this is amazing, I didn't want to lose any of those friendships. And in growing, I have lost some friends. And that's okay. Because I've, know, I've realized that... If any person can't respect your no... Man or woman... That person does not deserve to be around. If you cannot respect my no... And sometimes it's like you can say no to a person and they're not even trying to understand why you're saying no. They're just so caught up in their own emotions, in their own perspective, and only in seeing things their way. They're not even willing to listen or even trying to ask you why you're saying no. And that just made me think about what Brother Stokes told me yesterday in saying that I shouldn't have to explain myself to a person. If I say no, then I mean no. I don't owe you an an explanation. I don't like this. No. And that's it. And again, that's something I learned yesterday. Um, So I'm definitely going to have to apply that to my personal life. But in saying no, people, I don't know. I just receive so much backlash from people. And when 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 I receive backlash from people I really care about, I don't carry that well because then it's like I start beating up on myself and I start feeling bad like man you know maybe I am being a bad friend man you know maybe I am being selfish because you know everybody like to call me selfish and all of this when sometimes it's not me being selfish it's me saying no because damn it I don't like it but again you know Sometimes people can only be caught up in their own perspectives That they're not trying to see things outside of their own perspectives And sometimes people don't even like to talk They don't even like to have conversations But That's my That has been my experiences With uh, saying no And succumbing and, And saying no and still doing it anyways Even though I've said no in relation to women when it comes to males, oh child of the Lord. Okay, my issue with this particular trait and saying no, but still doing it anyway, even though I've said no, when it comes to guys, is that guys can be overly assertive. What do I mean in being what do I mean when I say in being overly assertive? basically guys don't respect your no you tell them no and they will still push you to see if they can get a yes out of you and they will continue to push you until they get a yes sometimes they don't even wait till you get a yes but sometimes it's, they'll wait for you to go from no to i don't know they'll take that i don't know it's it ain't no it's yes they will pressure you they will push you they will try to rush you They will curse you They won't take no for an answer That's been my issue with men With guys, with males, with boys They don't respect my no When you are being No When being sexually involved with a person when someone tells you no and you continue to push them to a yes you are not respecting their no you are engaging in sexual assault and sometimes sexual abuse and this is why I have trust issues when it comes to males because I'm always trying to figure out okay what are their intentions what's his intentions what's his intentions you know they like to talk like, yeah, you know, they're genuine and they want to be your friend or and all of this. But on the, in reality, they just trying to fuck. And you can read. Sometimes you can read when someone just wants to have sex with you. You can feel that they only want a piece or a part of you. But sometimes it's really hard because some niggas is good at acting. They damn good at acting and faking it till they make it. So a lot of times, like when it comes to guys, I'm not going to say a lot of times, but when it comes to guys, I've always sought this brotherly, sisterly love. I always wanted that big brother, little sister relationship because I wanted to get that male perspective that male perspective to help me understand how guys think and how guys operate and how guys behave i haven't had that because every guy that claims that they want to be my friend they want they don't want to just be my friend they want to be more than my friend they want to be my boyfriend or they want to be something else Seriously, I have struggled with having with simply having male friends because all of my male friends have had some type of attraction to me. And that attraction has always clouded that relationship where it's like we can't have a brotherly sister sisterly relationship because you like me. And now that I know that you like me, I got to treat you different. I was looking for that for a long time in my life. And I appreciate having Brother Stokes and Kaylin as brothers because, you know, again, like, that can give me that male perspective that I was looking for. Because, again, I didn't have my father inside of my household. And not only that, my father, again, he wasn't a verbal communicator. He wasn't big on talking about anything. He's very... He just have minimal conversations. You ask him a question, he answered the question, that's it. He doesn't go too much into details about anything like that's it. So you know, maybe like as a kid, I was looking for like this fatherly figure kind of a thing to have that mu- that father daughter relationship. Now I'm grown. I only want that brotherly sister kind of love loving relationship um and a type of love and affection I would have for someone that's going to be my husband you know that whole fatherly daughter nah, I I'm, I'm, i don't want to say I'm too old for that but I'm too old for that I'm past that now I'm grown you know I've learned some things about guys now that you know it ain't no I don't have any questions about it anymore But my issue with guys is that, you know, again, they would try to portray themselves as saying, oh, I want to get to know you. Oh, well, you know, we can be really cool friends, but then it's always something different. They say one thing, but then they actually, their actions say the complete opposite. Don't tell me you want to be my friend, but try to have sex with me. Don't tell me you even want to be in a relationship and you want to get to know me when you just want to have sex with me. I'd rather you, for real, I'd rather you approach me and keep it G. Keep it 100. If you just trying to have sex, say you just trying to have sex. If you trying to be my friend and you really just trying to be my friend, say you are just trying to be my friend. Now, I can tell you, like, you know, when it comes to the whole sex thing, you being rejected, the chances are very, 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 very high because, you know, again, Kier, you know, we talked about this in a previous episode. But that's okay. That's not your decision to make. Let that be my decision. Because when you go around deceiving people, making it seem like you're trying to be this, when you're really trying to do this, and then that person get emotionally attached or emotionally involved, and you snake them, because you basically weren't genuine from the jump, that's how people get hurt. And not just emotionally, people get hurt physically. My mom always told me, hurt people hurt people, and that is so true. Sometimes people will seriously, they will physically hurt you because they are so hurt emotionally. And you never know how close a person is from snapping. That's why you shouldn't play with nobody emotions. And I can also be completely honest and saying I'm not perfect. I played on, you know, somebody emotions before. And it's not cool. I can be completely honest in saying that when I did that, I felt shitty. Sometimes I still feel shitty because I feel like I haven't forgiven myself for doing that. Because for some reason, in this day and age, for you to feel anything, it's like there's something wrong with you. And I think that that's what we forget, that feeling is what makes us human. It's okay to feel. And it's okay to be vulnerable. I feel like we be trying to be hard-bodied all the time when we're not meant to be hard body. But that's pretty much, you know, that on, you know, uh, saying and saying no, but still doing it anyways in my relationship with males. My last unhealthy trait that I have is... Not speaking up for myself. And I feel like this comes from people not respecting my no. And receiving so much backlash when I do express that something is bothering me. Again, you know, me growing up and writing. That always being my outlet as my and my primary means of communicating. So... Any type of situation that was confrontational growing up, I was not a confrontational person. I tried to avoid confrontation at all times because I wasn't confrontational. Now, you, yeah, you might get a little, you know, a little, you know, confrontation out of me. Especially if I felt like you really, 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 you really just trying me, you being disrespectful. Oh, yes, I will snap and I will check you. And I don't necessarily have to do it in a way where I'm cussing at you. I could do it in a way that's very educational and informative and very formal and still, you know, get the job done. But that's something that I struggle with. And it's strange because when I was in school, I feel like I found my voice. You know, I'm speaking up for myself and for other students. You know, we're protesting. Yes, finally, Lord, finally, I found my voice. Yes, I've been waiting for this moment. Oh, my gosh. And now that I'm in a different place physically, emotionally, spiritually, it's like, I kind of forgot it. I kind of lost it a bit. Now it's like, I feel like I have to kind of tone it down a little bit because there's so many people that are unknowledgeable about so much out here. So if I just start popping off on people and speaking up about certain things, people are going to look at me like I'm crazy. What is wrong with her? She's so rowdy. What is wrong with her when really I'm just passionate in my communicating? But still, you know, that's something I've noticed that I struggle with. And speaking up for myself when something is really bothering me, I won't speak on it. I'll hold on, you know, wait till I calm down a little bit until I feel like I can talk to you without cursing at you. I feel like I can talk to you without crying because I'm a crier when I get upset and I get really frustrated. And sometimes people see you crying as a sign of weakness. No, I'm really pissed off and I'm trying to, you know, contain it right now. My tears is just my way of letting it out because I can't be physical, you know. Um, I also feel like me not speaking up for myself comes from... Just the kind of household that we had growing up. When it came to communication between me and my mom, it was very limited. You know, we'll talk a little bit about school and things like that. But whenever it came, like whenever my mom was upset about something or something was bothering her, there was no communication. There was hurt her talking to me I wasn't talking to her she's talking at me but she's not listening and my mom like we have we're better we're a little bit better now you know because we're able to talk about things a lot more now than we were before um but my mom still sucks at listening (laughs) she's a horrible listener um because when she when she's talking she's talking And when you're talking, she's listening, but her attention quickly diverts to something else. She's not fully listening. She doesn't listen to listen. She listens to respond. So I feel like in growing up in that kind of household where you don't feel, not only do you not feel comfortable with talking, but you weren't even taught how to effectively communicate because your parent doesn't even know how to effectively communicate damn that just got deep y'all hold on whoo say that again that just felt good growing up in a household where you not only don't feel comfortable with communicating and being verbally and communicating verbally and you're raising a household where you're not taught how to verbally communicate because the person who's raising you also don't know how to verbally communicate she couldn't teach me something that she didn't know man we can really we can we can really help our parents learn some things i'm gonna call my mama after this y'all but um again that's where i feel like that came from And that's pretty much all of my um, unhealthy habits. Just to recap, isolating myself when going through something, not communicating when something is bothering me, striving for perfection, and not speaking up for myself, which again, I feel like that kind of sounds like not communicating when something is bothering me, but speaking up for myself is pretty much like when something is bothering me and, um... It's really on my heart and on my mind and on my spirit, and I just, I struggle with getting it out. But in sharing my unhealthy traits, hopefully I can inspire you to look into yourself, dig into yourself, and figure out what unhealthy habits do you have. Sometimes we're not conscious of our unhealthy habits because we're so used to doing us that we don't pay attention. Remember that activity I said when you ask five of the closest people to you, you know, five things they like about you, five things they don't like? You could probably implement that activity and see if you recognize any patterns. But yeah, that's pretty much all that I have for you guys. Whew, child, I feel like I just got a weight off my shoulders. I need to drink some water. But that's pretty much all I have for you guys. Again, I just wanted to share this with you all because it was something that was on my spirit and on my mind. And I feel like I can really inspire someone by sharing this information. Thank you again for tuning in with me and getting these spiritual vibrations for your mental stimulation. I have been your hostess, Keeks. And you have been listening to another segment of Meninge Toi. Look forward to some promo because i'm gonna be doing a lot of marketing for you know what's coming up for february because next week i'm telling y'all i'm coming with it y'all better be ready make sure y'all share this information and enlighten someone today bless somebody today thank y'all i love y'all peace